Involvement in theater in Belmont is not just the actors. Uh, Belmont students can gain a, a wide range of experiences in the theater through the performing arts program at Belmont High School. One can act, one can sing, one can dance, but one can also direct or uh, write at times, uh, work on lights and sound. Uh, we have with us today the... Uh, the guru of uh, Belmont High School th uh, Theater. Uh, I guess your formal title isn't guru. Ezra Flam, who is the producer and director of the Belmont High School Performing Arts Company. Yes. Uh, Ezra, thanks for coming over today. Thank you. Uh, Ezra, just to uh, uh, provide somewhat of a roadmap, I'd like to talk about uh, the performing arts education as we start and then uh, if we have time, let's talk a little bit about the spring musical. Okay. If that, uh, uh, first, tell us about yourself. You've been in Belmont, uh, in the Belmont schools for a few years now. This is my fifth year at the high school, yeah. And do you have a, a performing uh, uh, career outside of the high school, or is the high school? Um, the high school is my primary place where I uh, spend my time. I, uh, my, what I like doing the best and what I want to do is direct plays and teach theater. Um, so I think my artistic outlet as a director, I get to do at my day job um, at the high school. My other love in theater is improvisation. So I do perform occasionally um, outside the high school. I'm part of an improv group called Comedy Sports Boston. So I perform there sometimes. For me, it's actually a stress relieving out it's a place where I get to go and get on stage and goof around and do improv where I don't have to be in charge of anybody and managing the room and running things. I just get to go and play myself. Now, when many people, maybe even most people, think of theater at Belmont High School, I think they might think of the, the two major productions, the, uh, the fall play and the spring musical. But there's really a wide a wider range of theater activities. There's Broadway nights, there is the Belmont High Improv, there are the one-act plays. Uh, can you let us know? I, I assume that each one of those has an educational objective uh, to it. C can you tell us what you're after by that? Yeah, sure. I think the you're correct that we have sort of two categories of shows. The fall play and the musical in the big auditorium, the sort of main stage shows, and obviously because of the size of that venue, um, more people see those productions. And then the little theater productions, One Acts and Broadway Night and Improv, um, don't, uh, although I would say the audience size has grown significantly on those, so we've started um, overfilling that little theater uh, for some of those shows in the last few years, but the you know, they all have the same broad educational goal, which is that students are learning about the creative process of making theater in all of those. And um, there's obviously in every single one of those, there's a difference. So even the fall play, I think often the focus on that is about acting and really diving into the text and taking it apart and exploring and understanding how to act individual moments. The musical because of the size of the production, both in doing any musical and the number of students we have involved and the number of things, is often about 
how to take so many components of a show, acting, singing, dancing, scene changes, co- a tremendous number of costumes, and just the number of students involved, and how to really manage all those parts to still make one complete-looking production. Um, I think for improv and Broadway night and one acts, it's a chance for students to really take ownership and sort of leadership and have their hands in the process in a way that is much more student-driven and student-directed. So the Broadway night performance, uh, you know, one thing is just the opportunity for students on stage. So in Broadway night, we had uh, this year we had 24 different acts, which probably was about 40-something kids who performed on stage. And my experience is that Broadway nights, which is in the fall, yes. is uh, often involves students who end up not being in the musical. I, I see different students there in the fall. So you'll see a lot of those kids on stage in the musical, but you're correct, which is that in Broadway night you really see those kids. I think what's great about it is with a big musical, you might have you know, anywhere from four to 10 kids who are your you know, leading roles and they're more featured and you will definitely see them and you will definitely hear them. And everybody who's on stage in the musical is seen and heard at some point. But Broadway night, you have you know, those 40-something kids, every single one of them gets a chance to sing a solo at some and point. Be front or and be center. part of a group. Right, if it's just you by yourself or only four of you on stage in that number, what you get to do and the both the learning experience and also the opportunity to be on stage and be showcased is greater in something like Broadway night. So trying to have, offering both of those opportunities for kids is part of why I think having that in the fall before the musical in the spring is a great is a great opportunity for kids because it gives them the chance to do that and for Broadway night the kids who perform it's mostly self-directed so they choose the songs that they're going to do by themselves they learn the song on their own they stage the song on their own and they come in and they have a 20 to 30 minute rehearsal and coaching session um Jenny Lifson, who choreographs our spring musical, also directs Broadway Night. But by directs it, she'll spend 20 to 30 minutes with each performance after the kids have already learned and rehearsed their song, helping them fine-tune it. It's tweaking around the edges. It's working on a bit of staging or really understanding something about how to communicate the meaning of the lyrics or the ideas in the song or figuring out some musical or rhythmical things to do with it and then send them off with a, here's what to work on now before you come back for production week and performances. And I want to come back to the one-act plays, and I want to make sure that we don't talk in shorthand for people who don't know what the one-act plays are. The one-act plays is a performance in the spring where the plays are directed by the students themselves. So the focus is not only on the performance, but it's on teaching the the direction yeah. or the ability to direct. Yeah, so it's a um, 11th and 12th graders who direct the plays. So they start actually this week. Um, all of the students who are interested just submitted to me a statement of interest uh, for directing. 
Um, and once I have that roster of directors, they're going to work on picking a play. They're going to spend a lot of time reading a lot of 10 to 15 minute plays to find one that they think is the right match for them to direct, that is interesting to them, that they think will be stageable, that will be fun to stage. Um, and then I will work with them a little bit once they've picked their plays on thinking about how to conceptualize the play and think about what they want their cast to look like and the stage to look like and what's important about the play. And then they run auditions, they cast the shows, and they rehearse the shows. So my job is to pop into their rehearsals maybe once every week or two and sometimes I'll walk in and I will watch 15 or 20 minutes of a rehearsal. And I usually try not to say anything when I'm in the room to watch rehearsals and just see what they do. And then check in with the directors afterwards and say, how's it going? What did you work on? And try and say to them, I noticed this actor could use some help with this or work on this. Or it seemed like you were struggling to figure this out. And I just try and give them some tips and ideas and things that they could work on in a future rehearsal. Um, but I, I really try and let what ultimately is on stage be their work as directors. And I'm, I'm there not to give the actors notes or directions or to tell them how to do things, but just to support the directors and make sure that the whole of the evening fits together in terms of what order do the shows go in? Does everyone have the scenery and the costumes and the lighting and the sound that they need for their show to be what their vision is um, and then stay out of the way? And, and you just mentioned something that uh, I, I really want to talk about because one of the remarkable things at, at Belmont High School, and maybe it's true with every place, but uh, is not simply the the performances on stage, but it's the experiences that students can have with the lighting, the tech crew, the lighting and the sound. Uh, it is. Is that, it must be teachable. <laughs> it it is definitely remarkable at Belmont High School. Um, and I can't take credit for it because I arrived at the high school and said, how does the technical production program work here? And was astounded at the size of it. And in some ways, the level of specialization that students choose, which is that, so we have right now in the musical, we have about 85 kids who are gonna perform in the spring musical. We have about the same number who have signed up for backstage crew for the musical. And that's generally pretty regular is for, uh, for the fall play and for the musical, we have over 70 kids consistently signing up to do backstage crew. So 85 and 70, so 150 plus mm -hmm. uh, kids and Belmont High is 1,300, 1,400? Yeah, it's, I usually say around 10% or over 10% of the kids at Belmont High School. Of the High total School student population. Will do something in theater before the end of the year. Wow, that's... That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good it's a good statistic, um, and I think the tech group program in in particular because at a lot of at a lot of other high schools, obviously it's not true everywhere, but I think a lot of other high schools, even with a theater program that produces the number of shows and is of the same size as Belmont High School, you'll have a core group of twenty or thirty kids 
who work on the lights and work on the costumes and work on the scenery and work on the props and do everything. And we have, um, you know, 30 kids who've signed up just for the set crew for the musical. And those are kids who are going to come two or three days a week after school in the evening and build and paint scenery. And some of those kids are going to specialize in that. That's what they're going to do. And they're going to get a really good education in what scenic design looks like and how to build things and how to paint things and how to run a set backstage. And then you'll have some kids who are signed up for set crew and they'll pop in once a week or once every two weeks. And they might also sometimes go to a costumes meeting and learn a little bit about sewing and help with that. And then they might show up for lights once or twice. So the tech crew, I think the structure is that kids can show up when they want. There's not a strict attendance requirement. And one of the things I say is if you come every single day and you're integral to building something, that's awesome. And if you come once to set crew and you try and build something and instead you build it wrong and then someone else has to fix it and you don't come back again, your name is still in the program. You're still part of the production and part of the show. But it's actually what's impressive is that what that encourages is a lot of kids their freshman year, sometimes their sophomore year, that's what they'll do. They'll show up a few times, they're figuring it out, and the kids who come back and say, last time I only showed up a little bit, but the next show I sign up for, I wanna actually get to do more. I, what I saw, then I saw the show and I saw the set, and I wanna have even more involvement in that. I wanna do more lights. Well, one thing that strikes me from what I'm hearing you say is, uh, or one word, is experimentation. It, it kids, it sounds like kids uh, or students. Let me not call Belmont High School <laughs> students kids. The the Belmont High students are encouraged to uh, to experiment. Uh, whether they think they might be good, quote unquote, at something uh, or not. Uh, how do you react to that? Um, experimentation is one of my favorite words to use uh, for the process of theater making um, because I think it is integral as to what they're doing, no matter what it is. Um, you know, to me, experimentation is trying something out with maybe an idea of what it, where it's going to take you and what it's going to look like at the end, but you don't know until you do it, is it going to be successful or not? And I think particularly in terms of broadening for what the conversation is right now in general about important educational skills for kids to be learning now and you know 21st century educational skills experimentation is about trying stuff risk taking right having a vision for something and seeing where it goes and you have to not be afraid to do something and say that was wrong i failed at that i messed that up and that's not a bad thing um, because that's what it is. You know, in rehearsal, a lot of times, that's when you take a scene from a play and you're rehearsing it, all you're doing is trying things. You say, what if we tried saying these lines this way or staging the scene this way? And sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong. And either one is fine because they're all things you learn along the way to figuring out what is the thing that is going to be correct. So what strikes me is that in some ways, or in this way, the theater arts are more like the visual arts than the, than the 
the music, the instrumental, I, the instrumental music. It, we had Nicole Pond on a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. she talked about uh, uh, the visual arts where you try things out. Sometimes you discard things. Sometimes you like what you do. And I was saying, well, when I played the French horn, you either played the right note at the right time or you didn't. So theater is a lot like visual arts. I think so. You know, I think in visual art, you have the idea of a blank canvas. And in theater, it's a blank stage. In yes. some ways, we're somewhere in the middle um, because because with theater, you you know, we when we start most shows, we start with a script. You have something yes. that is your roadmap. But there's certainly, when you take a script, it's just words on a page. And there are a lot of ways that you have to have to do things to honor the words and get it right and communicate what the ideas are inside of that script. But there's also a huge number of possibilities for how exactly you execute that. Uh, you can look at, it's why my one of my favorite things to do is uh, Shakespeare, which we do every other year in the fall, because Shakespeare inherently has that idea just from the tradition of how we do Shakespeare um, you know, in the modern world of you have to interpret the script in some way. You have to decide how are we going to stage this? What is the canvas going to look like? What's the set going to look like? What are the costumes going to look like? Are we going to set it in a specific time period or era? And what does that mean? And how do we understand that? And so it is starting from there. Um, But Shakespeare also definitely has that connection to music, which is when you're working with the text, you have to get the interpretation of the words right, the rhythm right, the meaning yes. of the verse and the meter right. So in some ways, it pulls those two things together. You mentioned 21st education a, a, a few minutes ago, and, and I'd like to give you a proposition and see how you react to it, okay. if you would. In my mind, the one impact of theater education on 21st education is the ability to teach students how to almost literally step in the uh, the shoes of someone else and to and, and that would increase their ability to empathize and it seems like that's an important talent or an important not a talent but an important skill to have whether you're in a, an employment setting or any other setting. Do you, do you agree with that? Or do you agree or disagree with that? I totally agree. Um, right now, actually, this year, one of the things I'm doing is working on a um, professional development team with a group of social studies teachers. Um, and the topic we're spending the year working on and exploring is perspective taking. And, um, you know, they're starting from the proposition that when you're looking at social studies history or current events or, you know, things that happen in the world are the result of individual people doing things. And what's been fun in talking about perspective taking with those teachers is going back to the idea that what people say and what people do is a result of something that is inside of them, in their head, in their heart, in their makeup, and then thinking about what that person, right, what a person is like, what their personality is like, and what the outside influences around them are that cause them to 
be the kind of person they are and behave the way they behave. And theater is a natural way of doing that, of having to ask that question and step into those shoes because you you can't in theater when you're acting and playing a character be outside of the person looking at them. You have to understand yes. and take on their experience. We talk sometimes about lens. You see the world through the lens of another person. And I think that is a really valuable experience to have. And it's it's not just in theater that it happens. I think English teachers and social studies teachers and humanities teachers are, want students to do that and try to do that. And in theater, it's just inherent to what you do. When, when you work with the high school students at, at Belmont High, uh, what's the path of... Uh, the students into the theater program do do they start in the chenery and then graduate to high school or do students come to you f- for the first time in ninth grade or 11th grade is there a path um every kid is different of course i think there's obviously some typical um kinds of things so yes there are a lot of kids who show up having started at the chenery Um, doing their musical there. Um, And so a lot of kids, if they do that, and that's a good experience, they come to the high school and they say, I liked it there. I want to try it here. Um, Certainly, you know, Belmont being, you know, a small enough town where we just have the one high school. There's a lot of kids who've been seeing productions at the high school since they were kids. They have siblings. They have friends who have siblings in shows. So they've been in the theater and seen things, and they want to try it. We also, living in the Boston area as we do, I, a lot of kids come in having done things at Watertown Children's Theater or Boston Children's Theater or Arlington Children's Theater. So that opportunity and experience is a wide range just around Belmont uh, means a lot of kids come in and they say, I like theater. You also get a lot of kids who come and they say, I have a friend who's been doing this and they had fun. And they said, come try this thing with me. Um, And they try it out. So I would say freshman year, sophomore year, we get a lot of kids who come in and say, this is something I want to do. Some who want to try it. And a lot of kids who say, I know I want to do this. Um, And then every once in a while, we'll pick up some kids who get to their junior or senior year and say, I've been seeing my peers do this, and I've never quite had the courage or the impetus to say, all right, I'm going to try it out. And then they show up and say, this is the year that I'm finally going to do it. And is it a, uh, you take everybody who comes? We try and make a place in the performing arts company, or we do make a place in the performing arts company for any kid who wants to participate. So it's obviously a range. We started talking about all the different shows we do. So in the musical, um, we have 85 kids because we don't turn anybody away from performing in the musical. So any kid who wants to be in the musical can be in the musical. Um, The improv at the high school, we have... Um, two different groups. One is an improv troupe, and that's any kid who wants to participate can be in the improv troupe, and they come to rehearsal once a week, and when we get to the shows, they're on stage, they're performing and stuff, anyone who wants to do it. Tech Crew is a open opportunity for any student who wants to come to join Tech Crew, and as I said, to come as often as they want, as little as they want. So... 
Um, and, you know, even Broadway night and one acts, we work as hard as we can to get as many of the kids who want to be in those shows on stage or backstage involved. And you were talking a, a few minutes ago about the kids that come up through the Chenery. You work and teach at the high school. Do you have system-wide responsibilities? Um, I don't have specific system-wide responsibilities, but I think that a strong high school program is built on strong kids coming in. If I get kids who show up to the high school and aren't interested in theater, they're not going to be doing theater. If I get kids who show up to the high school and have never seen a play or participated in theater at all, then I'm starting from scratch, and I'd much rather have a group of kids come in every year who know what they're doing. So the last couple years, the middle school musical is in the spring after our high school musical finishes. So I will spend some time uh, going over there. I'll pop into rehearsals at the middle school occasionally and see what's going on and just try and meet kids and have them know my face and my name and who I am and offer help when I can be helpful and supportive to that program. And I think one of the things I'm looking forward to is continuing to do that and hopefully seeing that middle school theater program continue to grow. I hope at some point in the next few years they get to do not just a musical, but maybe they have an opportunity for some improv at the middle school or a play happening at the middle school or just more things happening there because all of that only makes all of the programs better. So we saw Annie a few years ago, at the, or maybe even... Last year, la yes. Was it last year? Yeah. So Annie really had... The, the Annies at the Chenery contribute to the... Uh, the Chicago's at the high school. This year, the incoming freshman class at the high school is really big. Um, you know, you can, every year is obviously different, but the number of students who are ninth graders this year who are already participating in theater and jumping on stage is significant. We had, you know, Broadway night is six weeks into the school year. So if you're in ninth grade, that's early in the year to be on stage. And we had 10 ninth graders in Broadway night this year, which was, I think most years we have two or three kids who managed to show up at the high school and get involved and get on stage in something that early. And I 100% attribute that to the kids who were in Annie had a fantastic time being part of that show. Uh, and it was a great show. Yeah. Uh, it was good theater. Yes. We're out of time. Uh, so we are going to have to bring you back to talk about the spring musical. Okay. Uh, I, I know that you are busy beyond belief, but uh, as the spring musical uh, gets closer, we'll we'll bring you back if that's okay. I'd be happy to talk about it. I think that's well worth talking about and could fill quite a bit of time. So We have been talking today with Ezra Flam. Ezra is the director and, and producer of the Belmont High Performing Arts Company, in addition to having classroom responsibilities at uh, Belmont High School. Uh, again, Ezra, thanks for coming over today. I would like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to Community Conversations. You can access Community Conversations on the BMC Podcast Network at belmontmedia.org, and you can also access Community Conversations on iTunes by searching for the BMC Podcast Network. You've been listening to Community Conversations. I'm your host, Roger Colton. I'll talk to you again in two weeks.